Hey Shouters, welcome to another episode of Shouters Friday where we answer your questions in your journey to create a boss-free lifestyle. And we are your host Harsh Agarwal and Jerry Sharma. And thank you everybody for joining us to yet another episode of Shouters Friday this week. And today we have another set of five amazing questions. Just to let you guys know, we picked these questions from Shout Me Loud Bloggers Forum, which is at ask.shoutmeloud.com. So you can go to the forum, ask your questions, and your question may get featured and answered over here. So without any delay, let's get to our first question of today, which is asked by Kundan, which is a username on uh, our forum. So he asked, what should I do? Please suggest. And then there's a screenshot of the AdSense application and his application is disapproved. So what are some tips, Hirsch, on like, what should somebody do before applying to AdSense? And how do you get approved on AdSense? Hmm. All right. Uh, this AdSense is like, like, like a milestone for all all of us bloggers. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. in the beginning, like people really want to go to AdSense and trying to earn their first dollar with it. Yeah, it's kind of magic. Like you know, you put your ad codes, and all you need to do is just write, drive traffic, and money will keep flowing. I mean, this whole thing yep. is magical. Exactly. So yeah, so yeah, Gundan question is very interesting because uh, I believe like most of the bloggers, at least sixty seventy percent of the bloggers who start blogging and knows about AdSense, a lot of them struggle with getting AdSense approval. And it's because, you know, AdSense is a product by Google. And we know that Google is very particular about the quality. And they do it to, you know, uh, maintain the high standard of the web. So uh, what what really differentiates AdSense from other advertising program is the quality of ads that you get is of high quality uh you get okay. paid in time and this is very important charity because you know like many uh, ad companies like for example there was this company ad optimal you know they run ads you as a publisher you make money and eventually they shut down their shop and say like hey i'm not going to pay you yeah that's that's really bad yeah, and this kind of issue you don't get with Google AdSense or something, uh, you know, a network like Google AdSense. So, first of all, uh, I am telling you all this because it's very important to understand uh, that what are you applying for. And AdSense actually is a milestone for us because it offers us the quality and everything that I've just spoken. Now, mm-hmm. uh, getting back to Kundan's question that how he can get AdSense approval. Uh, so the very first thing that he needs to understand that uh, majority, majority of the time, it's actually one of the reviewer from Google AdSense team who visits your blog. And he or she visits your blog and try to see if your blog is you know quality enough to be included in that program or not. So like it's not a robot. It's a real human who's browsing your website. Exactly. Right. So here is 
here is what uh, Kundan can do or anyone else who wants to get access approval. Uh, the first thing you can start uh, you can start by making your blog look more professional or at least you know serious blog. I mean I understand that most of us blog as a hobby or as a part-time thing or you know like just out of sheer curiosity but there are just few things few changes you can do to make your blog look more professional for in terms of a Google Athens reviewer and also for your audience. Okay. So like uh, how do you make it look more professional? Like what are some aspects? Oh your blog. All right, let me tell you that. So first and the foremost thing is how your blog looks. You know, when I come to your blog, how is your blog? What kind of how your blog design is? Uh, mm -hmm. This one can be overcome easily by using a good template or a good WordPress theme. If you're on WordPress, use a good WordPress theme. You can use Genesis, you can use My Themes Shop, and there are plenty more. Um, that's number one. Second, use a logo. Or if you don't have a logo, that's also okay because now you can use Word logo, like you know, which does not have a logo, but your word, your you know, blog name written in words. It also works as long as it looks like good fit. It should not look like out of the place. Okay. Uh, number three is uh, if you're using .blogspot.com, like a custom, uh, you know, like a subdomain of a platform like Blogspot, start using a custom domain name. Uh, that will only cost you about ten, eleven dollar a year, but it makes a lot of difference. All right, that actually makes you look more professional and serious about websites and blogging. Yeah, exactly. It shows that you're serious about your blog, you know, like uh, that's why you're spending $10-11. And it makes right. also makes sense, like you have a custom name, you know, like a name for your blog. Right now, like let's say you are chatty.blogspot.com, uh, you can have chatty.com, you know, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, apart from that, you can add few pages, about page, contact page. Privacy policy page, disclaimer page. So, okay. I mean, these are these are some essential pages. Your about page has information about what your blog is about, who are you, why you started blogging. You know, like you can read a lot about like how to write a good about page on Shoutmelow, or uh, we'll add it into the show notes. Uh, but having an about page makes a lot of difference. Similarly, add other pages like contact, privacy policy, disclaimer page. Uh, like the privacy policy and disclaimer pages, like like people like me don't like writing that kind of stuff. So is there something automated or something that could be generated or what yes. are some points that should be written on that? How long it should be and how detailed it should be? Good question, Chati, because uh, I'm pretty sure this is where many users will get stuck. So there are online privacy uh, Privacy policy generator for blogs, uh, similarly disclaimer generator for blogs. All you need to do is just enter your blog name or your brand name and it will automatically generate a privacy policy for your blog. So you simply copy paste the content from there. Make sure that your privacy policy page is no index. Uh, okay. It does not add value to the search engine. Uh, if you like, add the link in the footer of your blog. Uh, that's perfectly all right. Uh, 
So that's how you, uh, you know, like all these pages, privacy policy, about, contact us, disclaimer page, uh, makes a difference. It just adds a lot of uh, professionalism to the blog itself. It's a one-time activity, but makes a, uh, makes a great difference. Now, that was more on the, you know, like on the note of like how your blog should look like, like how the reviewer will see when they are visiting your blog in terms of design and aesthetic. Right. But the most important thing is your content. If you have written, like, you know, what people do is like they write one or two blog posts and then they apply for AdSense. And they are most likely to be not get approval because they don't have enough content. Right. So have at least, you know, more than 10 blog posts. And all those content should have more than 500 plus words. Okay. Use images. And use images in the article that actually makes the article more presentable, make it more look lengthier. But one important thing, uh, do not make the mistake of like, you know, going to Google image search, just downloading any random image and using it on your blog. Please don't use that because that's plagiarism. That's illegal as well. I mean, on a very, you know, high level, it's illegal as well. So you okay. can download, uh, read about how you can use creative common, uh, Creative common licensed images. There is this site called pixabay.com. You can use that to download such images. Or you can find, you know, a lot of content about this on Shoutblog. Right. Um, so that, that was for if, you know, let's say you applied for AdSense and even if you, uh, you know, you did not get approval even after this, which is very less likely to happen, but let's say it happens. Uh, then the last, and this one worked for me a few years back. Uh, use your domain-specific email address to apply. Okay. So instead of you know x y x y z at the rate of gmail dot com, use something like hello at the rate of domain dot com. Okay. So that yep. actually and makes you look more serious and professional using your own email. It does. It does. I mean, it definitely does. Okay. And like all the newbie bloggers are, you know, running after AdSense. But is it worth it? Like what, what kind of blogs should use AdSense and what kind of blogs should use other monetization techniques like building an email list and then selling products or doing affiliate marketing and stuff like that? Right. See the Point is, Chatty, where you coming from and how you getting online started, you know, getting started online. Like you're somebody who don't believe in that people can make money online. Uh, well, Google AdSense is the best way to get started. Think okay. of Google AdSense is like, like your, you know, recurring income. It may not make as much money as like, you know, building an email list and setting those email lists or doing affiliate marketing or direct advertisement, but it gives you the sense of reckoning income uh, every, you know, every month you'll keep making at least $100, $200. I mean, that depends on your traffic, but that much amount of money will keep coming to you. And that makes a lot of difference. Number one, that, you know, your notion that you can't make money online goes away. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, you know, when let's let's say you are making three hundred dollar per month from AdSense, and you know that that money is going to come anyway. So 
you can take some risk in your life for example you want to quit your job you want to quit uh, your current you know like uh, you want to make some changes in your life but and you are sure that 300 dollar is not going anywhere which right. is not the same with other monetization yeah. techniques exactly so it just kind of give assurance and once you you know graduate once you like actually have enough experience with that since you made money you also start monetizing other pla- uh, with the other methods then you slowly and steadily you gradu- uh, you know you transition from one monetization technique to something else which is more profitable and also adds value to your readers right so like first go with adsense and then slowly and steadily on top of it try more techniques and then whatever is working well for you go towards that and do that more through that right and what are some other alternatives that you will suggest in terms of ad networks hmm. okay so here i could name few that uh, in my experience worked out pretty great for uh, you know other short and out readers um, uh, so number one is media.net it's it's a you know it's a it's a very much in competition with google adsense a good alternative started by yahoo and bing in collaboration shows high quality ads uh, they pay out in time uh, highly recommended okay uh, another one is propeller ads uh, now you this is a complete alternative with uh, to adsense like you can't use it with adsense it's an alternative uh the downs it pays really well they are pretty good solid the downside is they are uh, you know they show pop up ads which is very annoying for certain uh, readers or certain if your blog is a content rich blog uh, you might not you might want to disable the pop pop up ads and keep only you know uh, display ads or mobile ads that's yep. one recommendation apart from that you can definitely try amazon ads so amazon uh, have you know two three programs one is their referral program amazon associate program few line of them which i highly recommend to every bloggers from any part of the world they are you should definitely try that okay they also have uh, cpm ads where you know you can just like copy and paste few line of codes on your blog it automatically shows uh, ads based on the content it works perfectly for a you know technology website a fashion website or, or a website where you know a lot of products or commercial intent is there so I, for now i can recommend only three sati right great so kundan to conclude stuff up for you uh, you should you know mm-hmm. uh, keep in mind that there's a real person who's looking at your blog and not a robot so you actually need to make it look professional so you do that by adding all the essential pages like privacy policy disclaimer about us contact us and you have a really good template and you add lots and lots of valuable content try 10 15 20 posts before you apply and yeah you should get approval as soon as possible our best wishes with you All right, so let's move to the next question which is by Sumit and Sumit is asking how can I be consistent on blogging? So the hardest part he finds 
uh, in his blogging journey is to be consistent and he needs valuable advice for that. So what would you say? Sure. Uh, that's an interesting question, I mean, because uh, this is something which uh, I've faced multiple times in my life and I'm pretty sure a lot of my readers has faced similar issues in the past. So first of all, you know, uh, thank you for bringing this question. It's going to be very helpful for many. Also, many people who are like doing blogging as part time or a side business and doing full time job, it must be very difficult for them to be consistent. Through that, and just having that that thought that I'm not consistent, and when we read everywhere that you need to be consistent to be successful, it kinds of become a roadblock to our success. Yep. So the very first thing that I'm adding here, and uh, you know, it's very important for you to understand that by blogging you become your own boss, and you don't really have to be consistent like like the way you go to a job every day nine to six similarly you have to blog every day from nine to six you don't have to do that that's a freedom that you earn that you get when you start blogging so if you know like you're not being consistent uh and it's if it's bothering you then it's uh then there might be something else in the play then maybe you're not happy with the way your blog is growing and you believe, you feel that you need to give more time. So you need, you need to you need to bring down your uh, problem to a specific level. Like what are you not consistent with? I mean, blogging itself is a huge thing. Are you not consistent in terms of writing daily, writing regularly? Or are you not consistent with the blog promotion? Or what exactly are you not consistent with? Like be more specific. Probably take a notepad and pen and start writing it down. So again, uh, just to clarify, you don't have to be consistent. Second, when you talk about consistency as a problem, you need to see where the problem is. If it's writing or if it's promotion or if it's reading content to stay updated, what is that? is affecting your consistency which you meant here okay so maybe you can have a follow-up question follow-up question and then i can take it from there okay so i believe that he will be talking about writing so if we assume that it's writing so mm -hmm. how to be more consistent in writing quality blog posts like every week or every other day or whatever you need to be consistent on like whatever frequency you're following sure uh, so Charity, there are many ways that one can take it forward uh, the best way i suggest is to set up a system think of system like you know you know you have to write every day maybe you don't know what to write maybe you are not sure what to write but what really important is there should be a defined time in a day which is just dedicated for writing okay like from maybe it could it could be morning 6 to 8 or 6 to 7 or it could be in the evening time after your office or your college or if you're you know if you're somebody like me who's working from home then you can have fixed time from morning 11 to 2 o'clock noon it's your writing time and 
what it does is like let me just give you an example you want to write an ebook right uh, mm -hmm. or a book how do you get started i think first of all you will uh do your research on topics and then kind of create a basic structure of what chapters you want to include and then start writing each chapter one by one right so majority of the time the person who wants to write a book no already knows that what he or she is going to write the thing which most of us are stuck is the creating the outline so okay the, the process is the simple if you sit with a pen paper or in front of your laptop at least you will start doing something but what really important here is to understand that what happens when you finished your ebook once you finished the writing that book what will happen after that after that you will probably proofread it and then you will like make it look beautiful and you know create the cover and uh -huh. stuff and then start promoting it sure so all right all this is done your book is live now on amazon you are selling a lot of books what next what next you look at what your what your audience feedback is and then probably create another book or according to their needs exactly so to create another book you again need to write right so the point here yep. is be it a, be it any writer like a blogger a writer or a journalist whatever field you are from if you are into writing you need to have a system in place in terms of writing that it could be a fixed time in the day that this two hours or this three hours or this seven hours i'm just going to write and write or it could be any hour of day if it's your goal like every day two hours i am going to write so mm -hmm. and for, uh, coming back to the question uh, this actually improves your consistency in anything so whatever you are struggling with in your life like let's say in this case writing you set up a time frame that this one hour of every day i will write it does not matter whatever it comes maybe it's not going to be live on my blog ever but i am going to be sitting and writing that's it uh that writing mm -hmm. could be about anything like maybe my how my day went or how i'm planning some event in my life or something it could be anything it could be anything absolutely the idea is to first get into the groove part like it it should become a part of your habit system and you know once you kind of like uh, get into this process after a while maybe in a week or two week you will enjoy writing and it will just automatically comes from your heart and your mind like everything will be on your keyboard or your pen paper depending on what you prefer but the process will become you know you don't have to think much it will just comes start flowing naturally okay great and uh, how often will you recommend a blogger to write on his blog like what's the frequency that you will recommend for a new blogger uh there's no fixed frequency as such there is no minimum and maximum to be honest uh, what you really need to understand is uh maintaining the consistency here uh and consistency in terms of like if i am your blog reader mm -hmm. how many times in a week you want me to come to your blog 
So, you know, based on your working style, based on your time availability, what you can do is you can see how many articles in a month you can publish. Then you, let's say you, you know, you're a very busy person, you're, uh, you're going to college or you have a job and you're blogging part-time. Okay. And you can, you are generating, let's say, 2,000 word article, four articles in a month you can generate. All right. Now, you can publish, you can publish them, all of them at once, or you can set up a day on your blog, like, you know, hey, I'll publish this four article, like one article on every Wednesday, 8 p.m. or every Friday, 7 p.m. That's going to be like uh, a time, like a weekly publishing schedule, just like our show, like, you know, our podcast, we publish it every Friday at a fixed time. And we do that because now our readers knows uh, when to come. Similarly, even if you are just starting out, you start by setting a schedule. So let's say you start with four, then if you can come up with more articles, let's say eight, then you add one more scheduling like uh, Wednesday and Friday, so two articles a week mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. Now, now your readers would know when to come to your website. Right. Well, that's one way to look at it. That's one way. Now, let's say you are, a, you are somebody who have all the time in the world. You are online all the time and you can generate as many articles as you can. Do that. Okay. As long as you're maintaining the quality, as long as you're maintaining the quality, as long as you're churning out good, uh, important stuff, do that. And it really helps. Uh, if, you do, if you can do this thing consistently over a period of three to four months, uh, your re- users, your readers will get hooked to your uh, writing. Second, and which is most important, you will become their source for that niche or that kind of information. Right. Which itself is very powerful. Okay, so if I have like a lot of time and I can write too many times, then I still need to be consistent. Like if I'm writing every day and publishing every day, I still need to have some fixed time, like 4 p.m., let's say. Uh, that depends. If you're, let, let's say, publishing five blog posts a day, then there is then you can have a gap of like three, three hours if you like. But let's say, Chatty, you are on a news kind of niche. Okay. Where you're churning out news. Okay. Then... In news, what really matters is how fast you are going live. Like, let's say you're a tech blogger, you just got to know about new phone, mm-hmm. how fast you are delivering it. Right. Right. But if, you, if your piece is not time sensitive, and if you're publishing, let's say, one or two articles a day, then having a time slot is highly recommended. Like, uh, like you can have afternoon 4 o'clock if you're publishing one article, or you can have morning 7 and evening 7, one one time for two articles if you are doing two articles a day. Okay. So, it varies, depends on depends on your situation, your style, you can tweak to match your uniqueness. Right. So, Sumit, to conclude stuff up for you, what you need to do is uh, have a fixed schedule, uh, like an hour or two hour, where you will write anyway like it doesn't have to be about your blog it could be about anything and you have to write it like it's your writing time right and then uh you will get into a habit of writing which 
will automatically pull you to your laptop or pen or paper whatever you prefer and you will start writing anyway and then you will automatically be more consistent on your blog the second thing is that you need to have a fixed time which is highly recommended unless uh, you're not in some news niche or time sensitive niche uh, you have a fixed time in week uh, or month or whatever where you publish like every Wednesday 7 p.m. or something like that and yeah you just be consistent that way first of all get into habit of writing and then uh, start to consistently publish your work well Mr. Clark so with that let's move to the next question which is again about writing and it's by Shashank so he's asking that he's struggling with writing so he says, I have everything in mind, the headlines, the content, the images, everything. I sit down, I write a few paragraphs, and I'm like, oh, it's too much. I accept I'm a bit lazy, so what's the best time to write so that you don't take breaks soon? I mean, he cannot, uh, he says that he cannot sit for a long time, and when he's studying for exams he's also struggling with the same thing he cannot sit down and study for a long time so he can only read and write for like uh 15 minutes or so and you know he doesn't have a long sitting time you can say but he has everything in mind and he knows sure. that he needs to write stuff right i mean an idea which is not executed as good as nothing let me be. Uh, yeah. We start with that. Exactly. And I think his problem, his problem sounds more like he has attention, uh, you know, like deficit problem. Yep. And that is very com very common problem happening to everyone due to you know like uh, our mobile phone, our notification from because of our laptop from because of the social media. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, this is a this is a very serious problem, and uh, it, you know the thing the best way to get started to get started by solving is uh, so let's talk one problem at a time. The best time for in his case or for anyone uh, for anyone when you start your day in the morning, uh, please don't use your mobile phone. Don't check your email. Don't check your Twitter or social media updates. Don't check. Don't touch your phone, if possible. Okay. Whatever the most important ta task of your day, like it could be planning, it could be writing. Start your day with that. And there is a science behind it. When you start your day, uh, you know, like your mind is free of everything. Like it's kind of like in a very peaceful mode. You are not distracted. You are not worried about like, oh, this is what I have to do or this is what I have to do. Yep, it's kind of so whatever empty. Whatever work that you do, it's kind of empty. Exactly. And whatever work that you do, then you are doing it with your full focus. Now, saying that, uh, when you're doing your work and some other task comes, comes in your mind, you know, it's a very good idea to like just uh, have a pen paper with you and note down the other task that comes to your mind. Okay. Uh, when you note it down, it just kind of relieve your head. Like, you know, then those tasks will not keep 
bugging you like that you have to go and pay the bill or you have to do this task you know that you have noted it down so it will stop bothering you and you can continue doing what you're doing so be it writing or be it anything important uh, you know when you start your day start by tackling the most important task of the day uh, second and this one also applies to your education your study time uh, and if you realize like you know you actually mentioned that and like kudos uh, like it's a very brave thing for you to publicly mention on a public forum uh, your issue and so that we can actually work towards finding a solution uh, so you have to understand that you can't read even though you want to read or you can't write more, uh, you know after 15 minutes even though you want to write so it's a serious problem yep uh, it's good that you know it but now you need to take action and some of the things that you can start by uh, by doing is uh, start living in the moment uh, it's called mindfulness whatever that you are doing uh, in life like whatever like you are in your college school playing with your friends you are studying you are reading uh, you are or even if you are using facebook you know whatever you are doing the time you should just do only that yep uh, living in the just present just read about just read about living in the present living in the now like whatever is happening right now instead of worrying about hey how many likes i have i got or hey i have to do this or i have to do that so what like right uh, whatever you're doing just be in the moment uh, it may sound very simple uh, but to practice this to practice mindfulness it takes a lot of uh, habit uh, it takes a lot of awareness understanding about who uh, you know how you work how your mind works mm -hmm. uh, one thing that you can definitely start by uh, you know start by meditating yep uh, there are one or two very good app online which is free you can use those app to help you you know do the guided meditation initially and even if you sit for like 15 minutes a day you know within one week time you will be able to see a major difference in your overall growth personality and more important your concentration exactly like meditation is like really good if you want to live in present and kind of want to live in now and that kind of double triples down your focus on stuff exactly i mean think this way if you are not thinking about what's going to happen in future or what happened in your past then there will be no worry and there will be no extra happiness like you know those made up happiness that we crave for mm -hmm. it just kinds of put you on a very nice place very nice place where you're not happy you're not sad you are the way you are yep you're kind of at the zero place not positive not negative kind of neutral and that's kind of exactly. what you should achieve in life yep and yep totally right so sushank uh your question is good and it's kind of uh based on not just writing problems it's kind of based on how your mind is working it's kind of very distracted right now 
and you know your mind is kind of if it's an iPhone it has a lot of apps started in the background so you need to start swiping them up and start to kind of kill them and you know whatever thing you're doing right now or whatever app you're having right now just focus on that and you know live in the present and whatever you work on then just uh, stop worrying about other things and start to just uh, focus on what's happening and the best thing to get started is to first of all uh, kind of cut uh, cut yourself down from social networks like not completely maybe but you know somewhat maybe if you have a Facebook app you can delete that and you can just use it on your desktop so you use it less often uh, if you're distracted with Facebook uh, or you know you can do stuff like that uh, and then the first thing you do in the morning kind of make a list of things uh, that you want to do or you know do something creative instead of just swiping your phone uh, or worrying about how many likes you are getting and then uh, you can you know go do meditation you can download some app you can join some meditation uh, center or do something to start meditating and you know focusing on yourself and that will actually help you in a lot of aspects in life Okay, so let's move to the next question, which is by Rakesh. So he asks, uh, www versus non www on SEO. So does that uh, make any difference? And which is the best targeted country for www and non www? Um, well, it makes a difference in one level that. Technically, you should be using just one version of your site. Like, uh, you can pick like if you want to use www version or non www version. So let's say you are, you decided that you are going to use www version, like www.shoutmiller.com. Mm -hmm. So when I type, uh, when somebody types non www version like this, https shoutmiller.com, he or she should be redirected to the the version that I have selected for my blog. It should not be two different URLs. It should not be like two different places. I mean, it should go to one URL. Okay. And while you do that, you you also configure this from Google Search Console. Uh, it's a free tool by Google. You do that so that Google understand that which version of your website is, you know, like the website. Uh, like WW version or non-WW version, you just have to pick one. My recommendation in today's date is pick a non-WW version. Because we are living in an era where uh, a shortened URL is much preferred. Uh, I mean, okay. Twitter, Facebook, like wherever we go, you know, you know, have, having a www does not add any tactical advantage or any kind of benefit as such. All right, and what's what's kind of the difference between the two? Like, is there some difference in terms of SEO or anyway? Uh, there's no difference in terms of SEO. When you use www version, then you increase the you know length of your URL by four characters. Uh huh. So better not better not to use it. Better to go with non www version. Okay, but if you have already 
done the www version then it's fine as well right it's perfectly fine there's no problem okay great so rakesh if you've already gone with www there's no problem in that there's no harm in that you can perfectly do that it's all good it's all clean uh in terms of seo but if you're starting a new website just for a better user experience you can have a website with non ww uh just because it's a shorter url mm -hmm. okay so let's move to the next question which is by akash so akash is asking that he has a 2500 plus word post and is the keyword density of 2.3 uh, good enough or should he increase it so talk a little about what keyword density is first uh, for all the people who don't know it all right so keyword density in simple like you know how uh, how many times your keywords are uh, included in the blog post mm -hmm. so let's say uh, you know there is a proper formula for that i have to check that formula to be more accurate like i think it's like number of times your keywords are repeated in thousand words or something like that so please that's what you have to check online uh now there was a time when keyword density played a major role like you know whatever article you're uh, optimizing uh if how many times you're using your keyword where at what places you are using your keyword like on h1 tag at s2 tag at the introduction of your article and how many times you are repeating those keywords uh, you know this overall con uh, contribute to the overall keyword density back in the days like in 2012 13 it used to be about 3 to 4% okay but now the things have changed now things have changed now uh, you know even a keyword density of one 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 to two percent is you know pretty good i usually aim for one or 1 1.25 1 1.5 at max percentage of keyword density okay which also includes a variation of the keyword you know it doesn't have to be exact match uh, keyword density it can be uh, you know some variation of the keyword which makes which makes the whole article you know keep uh, keep the natural pace of the article uh, which maintains the natural pace of the article okay and it works yeah using the lsi keywords right uh so lsi keyword is little different than what i'm saying um, okay there is keyword variation is like you know uh like how to eat food or how to eat, uh, you know, pasta. Mm -hmm. The similar thing can be written: how pasta should be eaten. Different oh, ways to eat you. pasta. You know, like it's the same, same keyword but different variation. Okay. Uh, LSI keyword on the other hand is very different, but it should be there in your article. There is no, you know, like second doubt. So about then, it. what exactly is an LSI keyword? Okay, um, let me explain you by simple example. Sure. Um, LSI keyword is, um, you know, the other keywords that a search engine like Google expect to see to understand the context of the main keyword. Okay. For an example, let's say chat, 
let's say and everyone who's listening to you let me explain it to you in this way let's say me and chatty we both are writing uh, an article on apple okay and we both are at different place we we have a different website and we're writing an article on apple now here i'm writing about apple as a fruit but chatty is writing about apple as a company mm-hmm. now the moment in my article i start writing the word like fruit uh juicy delicious it means it's i'm talking more about the fruit side but the moment chatty starts writing about iphone uh screen touch screen uh you know like double uh, camera yep. it just makes sense that he's talk uh, he's talking about apple as a product now this is on a very you know like big level we are talking about but do you see if you see the context that uh when you add certain words it enhances the meaning of the main word i mean it kind of give a context to search engine to understand what that article is about okay. similarly search engine tries to look for certain keywords certain words uh like for example let's say you're talking about email marketing they lsi words are like opt in uh, opt in double opt in open rate so when you add those words it kind of makes sense that you are talking about email marketing is there some plugin or something which will help me identify the lsi keywords that i should be adding like how do i know that i should be adding these kind of keywords right so there was a time when there was this uh, plugin uh, seo presser i've stopped using it for a while uh, you know like because i used yoast seo uh, before that there was this plugin ezwp seo pretty amazing plugin i loved it but again that plugin is gone uh right now there is this tool called ls lsigraph.com all right lsigraph.com you can u- use that to generate lsi keyword for your you know like uh, target keyword stream so when you use this tool it basically generates like you know give you like 50 different words that are relevant to the main word you don't have to use all 50 of them but you know wherever naturally possible add like Four, five, or seven, whatever, as long as it's natural. Okay. And for the keyword density, is there any fixed number? Like, it should be this much percent, or there should be, you know, is there any fixed number, or sh- uh, like, should it be one to two percent, or should it be, you know, you get my point, like. Yes, there was a time, Chatty, as I said, when the percentage really mattered. Uh, right now, what really matters is the you know, if you still need a number, I would say like uh, less than one percent is a okay. very good number. Okay, and then use it use it with uh, LSI keywords, make your quality high quality content. Use the your keyword as an image name for sure. and when you're counting the density do you also count the lsi keywords or just the exact keyword uh just exact keyword okay great you know lsi lsi keyword could be way different like in this example uh when we talking about apple it is delicious so delicious can't be included in the yep, main keyword exactly. right it's a different keyword all right so akash uh you know uh you should focus 
on a keyword density around 1% and also add variation keywords and LSI keywords wherever naturally possible. Like you should always optimize uh, your content for search engine instead of writing it for search engine and then writing it, uh, optimizing it for readers. Put your readers first, remember that, but then optimize it for search engines by adding LSI keywords wherever naturally possible and adding variation keywords and keeping your keyword density maybe around 1% or so. And yep, that should be good enough for your article. And with that question, we come to an end of yet another episode of Shouters Friday. Get your ans uh, questions answered on the show. Uh, join the Shout Me Loud bloggers forum at ask.shoutmeloud.com and ask your questions. A lot of bloggers from around the world come to help you. And if your question is interesting enough, it also might get featured on this podcast. Now, before we leave, Hirsch, can you share the thought of this week? Sure. Uh, do you mind telling everyone what thought of the week thought of the week the concept is? Yep, thought of the week is something that you know some valuable tip or some uh you know thoughtful thing that you share every week that uh we kind of follow every uh, for the rest of the week or we uh kind of learn from uh you this week. All right. So here is the thought of the week and uh, it's for everyone who loves to write um, so there it goes write daily write daily as it is like forming an intimate relationship with yourself if you don't feel like writing a blog post every day that's perfectly fine maybe you can write a journal or on a notes taking app the key here is to just start writing every day regularly and every day right so the key is to if if you want to become a great blogger you should write and you should ha get in a habit of writing right and just not the blogger actually i believe like every human be it a blogger be it like non-blogger they should write okay. because when you write you you kind of talk to yourself it's like you know, uh, like when we were a child, we used to write diaries. Uh, when we growing up, we have journals. Uh, many of us have blogs. Many of us also have a video mm -hmm. blog. The idea is to, when you write, it connects you to yourself. It just gives you that space where you can be very honest to yourself. And that is the magic. Okay, so you, as a human, should write because it helps you connect to your inner self and helps you get to know yourself better. Okay, so this is something mm -hmm. truly amazing. So fix a time slot where you write about anything that you love. Take notes, write a journal, write a diary, write a blog. Just write like nobody's watching. So thanks for joining this. Exactly. So thanks for joining this week's episode. Uh, of Shouters Friday with Harsh Agrawal. Uh, we'll catch you next week, 7 p.m. on Friday with your hosts, Shadi Sharma and Harsh Agrawal. Harsh, thanks for coming this week to answer all our queries. 
and hope everybody has a great weekend ahead. Have a great week ahead. Bye-bye, guys. See you.